0: welcome to the guys drinking tea podcast if that sounds like a casual conversation to you then you're absolutely right we decided to start this podcast because frankly we just love talking about the scriptures and exploring how they interact with our everyday lives these are the kind of conversations we were having in the hallway anyway every week so we decided to turn on a camera and a microphone and let you listen in If this content's helpful to you, then we would greatly appreciate it if you leave us a review in your podcast service. Hop over on YouTube, subscribe to us there, like, comment, share with friends, all of those things. Without any further ado, let's dive into another sometimes meandering conversation about the scriptures and life. You know, we're live.
1: We're live.
0: So if we like doing this, then maybe we'll actually go live and make it public.
1: Yeah. And all of the best material was in the part we didn't record. Yeah. Just waffling. And I get to feel. I have this second... feeling we're going to find a way to have some good <laughs> material. I just get to feel how cool you feel every Sunday. I just get this little thing and you get to like have this like whole microphone deal. and it
0: just. Yeah. You got like the Britney Spears just... mic going on.
1: Yeah, I do. Now I feel like, like Johnny Cash or something like that. I'm going <laughs> to, and, and we have Bibles and coffee. Uh, and and I, I have headphones,
0: which makes me feel extra powerful.
1: Yeah, well, you probably
0: are. So what are we doing today? Um, one, we're trying to hide the mess in my office. So that's mm. why we're sort of awkwardly posed, the- facing sideways and diagonal so that I can uphold the image that I'm organized. Mm. So yeah. I won't.
1: <laughs> what is in all the Chick-fil-A boxes? just uh,
0: Yeah, does anyone want some free books? There's ah. some random books in there. Um, just all sorts of random things. I love it. So you're you
1: gonna have a, a line of people outside your door hunting for. I've been trying to. Of,
0: I've been trying to get rid of these books for a long time. So he I offered it.
1: them to me. I was like, no, I don't want them. Yeah,
0: Alex no. doesn't believe in books. I don't, which is so not true. He's like, <laughs> I wish I had a dollar for every time he says, "Have you read this?" You read and I'm this like, No. Book. <laughs> I'm like, Sheesh! I feel like I read a decent amount, but.
1: Yeah, yeah, but if you notice, I never actually say I've read it. I just said, "Have you read it?" It's I mean, true. I just could be just pulling books out of. Anyway, I mean, we're we're, we're, we're we
0: are know. definitely yeah. we said we were just going to ramble.
1: And just we're, we're rambling. Um, this so, is rambling.
0: So, um, one thing I've noticed also, just if this is a hit, well, first of all, that would be shocking. <laughs> <laughs> Second of all, <laughs> if it's a hit. Maybe we'll figure out how to make it so that it doesn't look like I can like hold Alex. He's so much smaller than I. Because I'm like I did
1: notice that. I'm like
0: five feet closer to the camera, and I'm way bigger than you are. So (laughs) it it just looks like this monster over here in the corner. Maybe I'll hide over here.
1: This this small, like elf-like creature, just hovering in a chair.
0: Yeah, we'll figure out a better backdrop that doesn't involve all of my messes and all that. If it
1: was a hit, that would be just funny. Like success by accident. That's so us.
0: Yeah. So, all right. So w- what we're trying to do today is we're just going to talk about this last Sunday sermon. And I'm going to ask Alex some, Alex some questions about um, his sermon, about the content from this last Sunday and things of that nature. Um, and then we just may ramble a little bit in between and before and after and all of that jazz as, as well. Um, but one of the things I've learned just as I've gotten to know Alex is uh, that if there's, if if I ever want to just avoid doing anything we, just sitting <laughs> down and talking about the bible with like you and i i think we wasted two solid hours just I don't by know if we should
1: tell people that
0: <laughs> but i guess wasted, wasted we were talking better. about those scriptures but like we just nerd out and so this is very risky this went from like oh let's shoot a four minute video to it's probably going to be yeah. and we're That's both sevens it's yeah. super dangerous They should take this equipment away from me, if I'm honest. All right. So.
1: But who would do that? Probably me or you. (laughs) Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Wow. Um, Um, I'm not sure
1: we have the strength to do that.
0: Steve, we need your. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, Steve, come for us. All right. Um,
1: Teresa. Teresa will do it.
0: Yeah, she'll do it. So uh, my first question is, what is on the. On the chopping block floor. Is that the term? Yeah, I guess it is. What so what, what didn't what, make the cut? What didn't make the cut to us for sermon? the sermon. And so we might need to catch people up just yeah, for the so general.
1: On Sunday we got to talk about the first, the opening uh to Jesus' prayer. Um, our father in heaven. And just really how groundbreaking that was that he would say to his followers, the relationship that I have with my father, I'm somewhat inviting you into it, and almost giving God a, a name um that maybe wasn't associated before and and that's always kind of hard for us to understand as as modern day westerners because for the most part we think about we think about god as a name and really more god is a description i mean really just means creator so when you think about what it is to name god to say god is father that was a new thing for jewish people it was certainly a leap and, and part of the reason so many religious leaders were uncomfortable with Jesus and the way he talked. So that invitation in is is powerful. It's really poignant. It also, for us, I think, comes with a load of baggage. So on, on Sunday, we kind of talked through some of the ways we might see our own fathers and how that might impact our relationship with God. Um, so we talked about, you know, what if your father is the one who who simply felt like he was always grading you. It was always about achievement. Uh, What if your father was the one that on some level had wounded you? What if your father was the one who had left you, whether out of choice or, or through death, through loss, all of those different things, theoretically that impacts our relationship with God on some level. So for me, the one that I identify the most there is, is the one who grades you. So there was this feeling of guilt regularly in place when I came to God because I I never felt like I lived up to expectations as a kid. Um, I had pretty low expectations of myself. Other people had higher expectations. And I, I I was pretty bored in school most of the time. My grades were never spectacular till I went to seminary and stuff. And, and so I think to me, it bled into my relationship with God. Um, I think that became the focus of the teaching but there's a couple of other directions it felt like it could have gone at different points and one in particular is just identity in general outside of father identity struggles and all of those types of things like what identity would do we bring regularly to god like what are, what are the things that we value the most And so I started to think, I went down this rabbit trail just mentally of what happens, like I get to be a pastor at South, that's part of my identity, but what happens when that becomes my primary identity? Um, Well, every time things don't go as well as I want them to go, I get into a mess, I start to question who I am, all those different things. Really, I have so many identities, when you think about it, that are more important than that identity Uh, i am a follower of jesus that's my primary identity i'm a a husband to laura that's an identity i'm father to elena and Gigi and jude and when i focus on those things in actual fact stuff cannot go great at work and actually my identity is still pretty rock solid Um, and i think for so many of us like we we start to get into a mess in terms of our humanity when other stuff becomes our primary identity um and does so, that make sense
0: yeah so like approaching so in this prayer our father who in yeah. heaven hallowed be your name the identity rather than gra- grabbing our identity from our relationship with our earthly fathers it, you could have gone this the message
1: it, it could have just <laughs> been simply a reminder that when you come to him in prayer you're not trying to build a list of all your credentials all of the things that you've done Um, you're simply coming to someone who accepts you as you are out of relationship with no other sort of contingencies. And I, I feel like there's times where I bring my contingencies and that's, that's like my access to God. It's like, Oh, I did this thing. Oh, I did this thing. Oh, and it's not ever verbalized. It's not written down. It's, it's not even completely processed but it's kind of lodged somewhere inside of me. You should value me because of these things.
0: Mm.
1: Um, I I might intellectually or theologically know it's not a real thing.
0: Yeah. It's almost like we don't as humans, when we interact with each other, we don't actually have any earthly relationships that are completely no strings attached Uh as far as, as far as love. Like I love like someone unconditionally, no matter what, we don't have a lot of examples of that. And like maybe a parent, like a really healthy parent to a child is the closest you can, can but even then yeah, the perception of the child, even if it is the reality that I love my children unconditionally, there's moments where I'm like, I said something like I'm disappointed in this behavior or something that's, that may live with my daughter, my daughter's like for the rest of their lives. And I'm like, Oh, that was not my intention, but yeah, because of our brokenness, we and, and so I, if, I, when we approach I, well, God, it's like we don't have a framework for that kind of relationship.
1: No, we don't. And and I I just happened to read this article on, on a news site the other day that said, Why do so many parents have favorites? Um, like they have a favorite child. And I I I just think my kids are different. I don't think I have any favorites, they're just weirdly different. But you can see why it if our language at times to kids is Man, it sounds like we're running a parenting seminar now. We've dragged <laughs> into like, hey, how to be a good parent? Um, we should put that in the title, and everyone will watch it. Um, it, it just like well, you,
0: they it, shouldn't be asking me. <laughs> well, <laughs> maybe yeah, you, of us.
1: But but there's there's those moments where you say, oh, if only you were like your sister, or only if only you were like your brother. Oh, your sister did this, your brother did that. Um, you can see why people start to get that complex of like he has favorites well what if my father in heaven has favorites as well um mm. what if what if he's far more delighted let's pick the person carolyn schmidt our good friend South. like of course god prefers it when carolyn comes to him in prayer because she's wonderful like what what can the rest of us do um and i think that there's the danger there that we we somehow feel like god is doing that kind of thing i've, I've just been reading brave new world um and and there's this sort of everyone is graded so you have your alpha pluses and your alphas and it descends all the way down to to epsilons and and they're almost like the untouchables Mm. Uh, and and at different points like they're all wearing badges so so you know where you fit in the system and i feel like sometimes in our identity we feel like we know where we fit in god's system um He'd probably stop listening to me if you
0: came to him in prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Have you have you read that kids' book? The what is it, Panzanello?
1: I have. You know yeah, yeah. i have forgotten it existed, but yeah, I definitely have. It's yeah. this
0: little kids' book. It's it's great. Um, but they it's a culture where they give out black dots if they think you're bad and gold stars if they think you're good, and they mm, stick yeah. stick them on people. So everyone's walking around with stars or dots or and sometimes mixtures and. And stuff, but the end, like the end of the story, pun, you know, the punchline. So mm-hmm. if you want don't want to know the end of this children's book, you're gonna to to <laughs> shut it off this right children's now. Children's
1: book that has existed for decades. <laughs> and so just... It's oh not... in the end, Star Wars, it turns out that Darth Vader's Luke's father as well. Just <laughs> try... whoa.
0: Whoa, that's wild. Okay, so we just did that. Um so the, the end of the story is like the all these characters in this community are, are like wooden characters. And so he Punchinello meets the wood carver mm. and the relationship he starts to develop with the wood carver. Um, it doesn't give him a whole bunch of stars. Ironically, yeah, yeah. It's not that he suddenly um, gets all these gold stars and like, you're a rock star, you're a rock star, you're rock. It's actually that neither stars nor dots mm. will stick to him. anymore. I love it. Yeah. It's actually, it's, it's not about, um a false positive identity or a false negative identity well, it's just an identity and being created by this wood carving yeah and so, uh, to
1: do that in prayer we have to know who we are and we also have to trust who god is totally uh and that yeah that requires some knowledge or revelation that i'm not sure many of us have um we bring a whole chunk of stuff so i think that was definitely one sort of direction that i felt we could have disappeared off on uh, on sunday i think the other one is that the fun little tension in, in that verse like so again matthew six verse nine is uh, our father in heaven hallowed be your name it is it's a personal name and it it goes alongside the idea of holiness and separateness and otherness um so i think i touched on it maybe a little bit but i think i'd actually talked about it quite a bit in a sermon a few months ago so it felt okay maybe maybe we've been there But there is definitely that that relationship with God that reflects on he's both very close and intimate to us. And he's also very large and distant and and large isn't even a fair term because it's not simply large. It's just not measurable. It's beyond those sort of things like measurements that we would find to be important. Um, And so how do you help people? maintain a relationship with god that that does both of those things because i don't think we have a really good example of that either
0: uh, yeah like so so what you're saying is is father or like you even mentioned sunday this idea of Abba or daddy oh uh, yeah has this really near intimate sort of language yeah. holy like, yeah 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 absolutely And what's, yeah. what's up with that all in the same phrase mm-hmm. like the the this massive other world like feel it feels almost not quantifiable so that could have been another direction. yeah I,
1: I dragged elena up on stage once when she was maybe four or five years four years old i i had a come out of kids ministry and i was preaching and i had had laura send her down to the stage to to talk to me like in the middle of the sermon and we just interrupted everything uh and just hung out had this little conversation and it was supposed to talk about access like I was in a position of of power, authority. You and don't tell them that, because you could still do this. I could again. still do that. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if then, it happens, pretend like yeah, you yeah, never yeah, saw but, this. But now I'd have to do it with Jude, which could theoretically be chaos. Like <laughs> I don't even know so better. Yeah, yeah. But but the interesting thing is like so the illustration works a little bit. It works because I'm doing a, a role like I have some position of authority at least in a church service. People are listening to me talk, and Elena gets to engage in a way that I wouldn't let everybody engage, or they couldn't. They wouldn't feel like they could engage. My personality is: if someone said, "I want to come and just talk on stage with you," I'd be like, "Okay, it's fine. Yeah, just come up." That's Please. a dangerous invite. <laughs> just sorry. Yeah, I will. I and Aaron will. says no. I say no. Aaron, and he's no, bigger I'm than just... me. He'll just wrestle, like tackle <laughs> just, you to the ground as you.
0: I'll play the yeah. bad cop. You're the good cop. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Cop. I'm always the
1: good cop. <laughs> um, so, so it, it, where it breaks down is. Elena will probably never see me as her pastor in the way that other people will. No. So, so it's not the both and. It's just her relationship is different. Yeah. So she sees me as the, and all of us that have done ministry know that that's like that's a challenge. How do you pastor your spouse? So if Laura needs a pastor, at no, South, they pastor you. Exactly. <laughs> like, yeah, maybe so, but, but like but but even if that's true it means fundamentally they've lost a relationship that in life is important yeah if they don't have it somewhere else and they don't have it with me um and so there's all those different tensions there and 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 i think for elena like she'll always know me as the person that she can sit on stage with and talk she'll Sorry. Wow. Uh, probably never see me as an authority figure in the strict sense, mm-hmm. um, like other than just the parental authority figure. So I, I think, yeah, that that breaks down a little bit. And yet somehow we get to we get to navigate this relationship with. A daddy, a father, a, a parental figure that is also king of the universe, who is also um, holy, is also separate. And yeah, I don't know how you do that well
0: yeah i think when i pray this prayer this this phrase that tension of our father in heaven hallowed be your name what it is to me is um it's that it's that intimate relationship of a of a father specifically a good father which Mm. you addressed a lot of on sunday but then it's like Oh, not only is he good, he also has all the strength, all Mm, the resources, all of the power to exercise his goodness in Mm -hmm. my general direction. Yeah. Um, Which. uh, That's like, there's something beautiful and good about that. It's, you know, like an earthly father, if they want to take away all pain or sorrow, not that God does that either, because that's actually transformative. It's just a whole separate subject. Yeah, Yeah, but. God's capable of of parenting and fathering us completely and yes. holistically.
1: And it does. It can. I mean, you touched on it. It does have the the potential to loop back into that. He could do all these things. Why doesn't he? Um, and 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 in actual fact, like sometimes we've already
0: been going eighteen minutes. So we should we uh, open that Pandora's box? Maybe for another day. Yeah, maybe but for yeah. another day. Yeah, that's um, that's a heavy one. Why doesn't he? Yeah,
1: and 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 that that does tie into the prayer aspect though that somewhere jesus pulls that language of abba and that's his language in the garden where again same question like couldn't my father send 12 legions of angels couldn't it all be fixed isn't there another pathway and then a surrender um and so somewhere the tension is is at least somewhat resolved in surrender even when we don't understand the why of it um And we always want to understand the why. Absolutely.
0: Any final thoughts, things that, as you were studying this passage that maybe touched your heart specifically in your relationship with the Lord?
1: Yeah, I I think, I think to me, it's that it's the reiteration of that. We get to come guiltless. So I talked about that Soren Kierkegaard quote, to pray to God is to feel guilty. That was his experience of God. Um and i don't know that we we can decide how we feel in that respect but we can choose to remind ourselves that as followers of jesus we're not guilty uh, that that's our, that's our understanding that jesus says really like you get to come and and you are seen you are still you and 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 that that language of of seen i think is is important we use that a lot now do do you feel seen maybe sometimes we say heard instead but But it's interesting, like in an Old Testament story, uh, Hagar, who becomes an important figure as a father of of Ishmael, she talks about God as the one who sees me. Um, Coming to God and saying, not only do you see me for who I am, but somehow in some way you see me through Jesus and all that he is. Um, And that's the guiltlessness. Like that maybe has to start with an intellectual idea, but somewhere it feels like eventually the more you process it, Hopefully, it maybe drops, and we get to we get to subvert that Soren Kierkegaard narrative of to pray to God is to feel guilty. Um, We get to come and say, no, no, to pray to God is to be reminded of our guiltlessness, um, and that's a, that's a good thing.
0: Yeah. So maybe maybe even pastorally, that's that's a reminder for this midweek video yeah. is that um, if that's the emotion you feel when you pray, then you probably don't know the Father
1: yeah yeah
0: well enough yet yeah you've pr- you've got but you've got other stuff going on that's like tainting your uh-huh. image of who he is
1: and and again like even in amongst that like sometimes for some people that y- you don't know the father can almost feel like pejorative it's almost like you know what's wrong with you um the the joy there is is even if that feels broken well he knows you um and that's equally as important um, yeah
0: and he knows you at your highest potential. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's it. Which is great. It's good news.
0: Yeah, that's that the good beautiful. news. Well, I, I would, I could sit here and talk yeah, for another let's, two we'll hours. Just, well, yeah, see how long
1: we can make. This. What do
0: you think? Yeah, Sh- I think should we cut it off there, I think we should or? probably
1: cut it off at twenty-one <laughs> minutes and forty-eight seconds.
0: Fair enough. Um, well, so those are a few things that uh, sort of didn't make the cut for Sunday sermon. Hopefully, also just good reminders for us and the middle of this week towards the end of the yeah, week yeah I what, what think took place last I week. would
1: love to close us by praying for people listening and you know That'd praying be awesome. for the community so Jesus uh thank you that you share your relationship with a good father with us um and for people that that I've walked that journey that that feel to pray to you is to feel guilty to come to a father is to feel to feel an association with one who left us with one who grades us with one who's wounded us and and thank you that you remind us i'm not like those men Um, and so i pray for that deepening experience of coming to you guiltless knowing that we
0: are loved amen amen see y'all well thanks again for listening and we hope that that was a helpful conversation for you we'd love to interact with you about this so feel free to leave comments questions, all that sort of thing. And we'll try our best to get back to you when we can have a great day.